I'm back with a brand new series called Teresa Caputo Raising Spirits. Check out Teresa Caputo Raising Spirits on Lifetime every Thursday night. Check your local listings. Hey, I'm Teresa Caputo. You might know me as the Long Island Medium. Why do people call me that? Well, I talk to the dead. My job is to help spirit communicate to their loved ones here in the physical world that they are safe and at peace and that there is more to life than this. This podcast gives me the opportunity to share my gift with more people than ever before and to give all of you a better understanding of how I communicate with spirit. Hey guys, so welcome to this week's episode of Hey Spirit. Today I had the pleasure of sharing my gift with Emily and Emily is someone from Canada So it's always exciting to read people all over and especially from other countries. You know, the thing that I found so unique about Emily's experience is, you know, I never question how spirit chooses to come through. That's not my job. My job is just to deliver the messages. And that's exactly what happened today. I have so much respect for Emily's husband who came through today the way that he showed his love, protection, and more importantly, the way that he chose to channel. So she knew that it was him in their own very special way, where he could protect who he was and more importantly, her. I hope you all enjoy this beautiful episode of Hey Spirit. Well, nice to meet you. What is your name? Emily. Nice to meet you, Emily. It's a pleasure to have you join me today on Hey Spirit. Where are you from? Canada. Oh, so. Canada. Oh, how nice. Yeah. I love Canada. Well, I'm supposed to be getting back up there this summer, so doing some live shows, so we'll see. I'm going to actually start off a little unique. The way Spirit comes to me is the way that I always like to share. I felt that there was a young soul that stepped forward. Young for me is anyone that left the physical world before we feel their time. And I felt that there was um, an unexpectedness or quickness or tragedy to the departure. Do you understand that? Yes. Do you connect with their name or like handwriting? Do you have their handwriting or were you going to get their handwriting tattooed on you? Yeah, I do have their handwriting tattooed on me. Okay. Validating that if their soul wasn't safe and at peace with God, they would not be able to talk about something like this. Fair enough? Mm-hmm. Who was the young male that is departed? My husband. Okay. So know that he steps forward. I'm going to be honest with you. I felt like I couldn't. I first wanted to say to you, did you lose your son? Because the way he made me feel was as if you lost everything. As if everything was ripped from you. And the day that he died, you died as well. Very true. And a lot of times when a soul makes me feel like that they lost their everything, it is sometimes a child. But I love how he made me feel who was the young male that departed. You are everything that died. And I just, I'm looking at you and it's almost like I could just see him just like kissing you here and just like nuzzling up to you. And he says, and I am so sorry that I left. Now, did he pass tragically? Yeah, he did. He showed me my symbol for, he's very private by the way. So 
when spirit makes me feel like that, whether if it's his personality or if it's how you feel. But he made me feel like they was like very private. And I said to him, I said, listen, I said, we don't have to talk about anything. All I need you to do is channel to me in a way so Emily knows that it's you. That's it. Uh, we can beat around the bush. We could be vague because I don't ever want anyone to feel, and sometimes people feel that way because of the way that their loved one died, that they don't want to answer or they don't want to be asked questions, whatever it is. He talks about his ring. Are you wearing his jewelry or do you have his jewelry? Or are you wearing something? I don't know if you have his fingerprint or thumbprint. I'm wearing his shirt right now. Oh, okay. He had me write ring. So you're wearing his shirt. I have his ring still. Okay. And were you just looking at it or holding it and not knowing what to do or what am I going to do? What am I going to do with this ring? Yeah. Know that he says, whatever you choose to do, I support your decision. But who says you have to do anything with it now? I don't know if he's trying to say that he's not gone so long or if he's acknowledging that you got married and then he passed away so quickly. Yeah, we were only married less than nine months. Okay. Because he keeps saying to me, no regrets, no regrets. Did he always dote over you or tell you how beautiful? Because I just said to I go, if you tell me one more time how beautiful she is, Emily, every time he has me say something to you, he ends it with, isn't she beautiful? Look how beautiful she is. So whether if that's something that he always did or always said to you, fair enough? Yeah. Know that he says, I never want you to forget that. He makes me feel like you feel as if he just died yesterday. And you feel as if you're stuck in this time warp in a sense. Yeah. Like you're here and just, I, I don't know how to interpret it. It's almost like he put me in this room and it's almost like everything is just spinning around me. Everything else is still going on, but I, I'm like, I'm still in time. And I've stopped and I, I just see life passing me by. He literally looked at me and said, that is my wish for Emily today, Teresa, is that she can embrace life and find that happiness again. I need her to allow someone to love her the way that she deserves to be. And I want her to be open to that love. So I don't know if you thought about dating, if you're trying. Not <laughs> really. So know that if you do and try, know that he says, I am encouraging you from the other side. And I don't want you to feel guilty about that. He says, I don't want you to be alone. Do you like kind of seclude yourself and like kind of keep everyone at a safe distance? Yeah. Okay. This isn't about your husband telling you how you should live your life. I am very, very clear when spirit brings up things about choices, decisions. That doesn't mean that this is what they're saying to do. For example, his wedding ring. This doesn't mean you go to the jeweler tomorrow and you get it made into a heart or you have to wear it on a necklace. It's, he, he's validating what you're struggling with, what you're going through. He's showing me how 
again, in this room of how life is just spinning and how you just keep everyone back and at this safe distance. He's saying, don't be afraid to let people in. Now, look, this doesn't mean you call everyone up and say, come on over, I'm having a big party tonight. Your husband just said to me, he goes, she doesn't even know how to talk about that I died. I feel like I can talk about it, but I can't like accept it. So why don't we look at this as instead of accepting that he died, that that's grieving because we're going to grieve. You are going to grieve the loss of your husband for the rest of your life here in the physical world. The healing process is something different. I am far from a therapist, but he is making me feel all of these overwhelming emotions of that can we just let go of the fact that you can't accept it? I don't even know what to say to you from that. Neither does he. He says, I died. And it was almost like the moment you found out that he died, it was almost like you just collapsed. And that was the last sign of life in you. It's almost like someone took your soul and they shredded it and tore it up to a million pieces, your heart and your soul, and then put it back into your body and said, okay, Emily, now you go on and you live a happy life. And you don't know how to do that. I think what I admire about your husband's soul in this very moment is that he's acknowledging every heartache, every aloneness you feel. Fair enough? Yeah. You have every right to feel this way. No one can blame you for feeling this way. He says, but I need you to at some point, Emily, find a little bit of space to be able to take all of those emotions and just kind of put it aside for a little bit and have some joy, purpose in your life. Do you say things like, I'm never going to be married, I'm never going to have children, like I'm never going to do all these things? Because he keeps saying to me, you tell her that she is going to be the most amazing mom. And he says, it's so unfair, Teresa, because we had all of these plans and we thought we had so much time. Did he want to have children? We were trying and struggling with a few things there. Because it's almost like he makes me feel like you're remembering just like all like little nitpicky negative things. Does that make sense? Yeah, I just replay so much in my okay. head. He says, it is unfair that you're doing that to yourself. I can't have all of these negative emotions overshadowing and taking over all of the beautiful memories that we have. He keeps having me look at pictures and it's almost like, I want you to go back and look at these pictures and look how I looked at you. You can see that I loved you. He says, I don't want you to lose sight of that and I don't want other people's opinions, stories, whatever it is, to take away the love that we have for each other. He says, that I cannot stand and watch by and watch that happen. So he knows it's happening. Yes. Do you see how he handled this very delicate situation? I still don't know what he's referring to, but you do. Is that correct? Yeah. That's all that matters. And if I could switch places with you, I would in a heartbeat. He says it is unfair that you have to deal with this. 
There is a part of me that he made me also feel that I am a little shocked and disappointed in some people. This is how he showed it to me. And this doesn't mean that this happened. You have to interpret it. It's almost like you lose your husband and then nobody's there. Or people have turned their back, whatever it is. Like that's how he's showing it to me to get me to say it to you. Do you understand that? 100%. Because he still makes me feel that you feel so alone. And he says, you know you can't be with me right now. Were you going to move? With him or no? Now. Um, I'm considering it. This does not mean, Emily, that you call the real estate agent and you move tomorrow. <laughs> this is an example of what I was talking about earlier when spirit brings up things that we're thinking about doing and wanting to do to validate that he knows exactly what is going on what you're going through. And I asked him to validate and he said, tell her I know about the move. It validates that if you choose to, he supports the decision. Because you almost made me feel like you deserve this clean slate. And I'll just hypothetical this, like no one knows, no one knows you, just starting all over and rebuilding a life. Yeah. So... I find this so interesting. You know how he got me to say that? There was a movie that Julia Roberts was in where she started and tried to make a new life. It doesn't mean that that was your life of why she... Because I, I just asked Michael, what movie was that? And yeah. I, he showed me Sleeping with the Enemy. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute, wait. <laughs> but it wasn't... But it was the premise of, of just starting... Like, starting over. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, no, it totally makes sense. But do you see how he just got you to smile? Yeah. That was such a gift that he gave you in that, in that second. Because I think that validates that he truly supports that if you choose to start over somewhere else, I don't care if it's a different town, different, whatever it is, you deserve that. And don't feel guilty about that. But it has to be your decision, your choice. How do you connect with the mom that's departed as well? Is it your grandmother that's passed? I had a grandmother pass. I wasn't really close with them. I also that's had, okay. I also had a friend pass that was a yes. few years older than me. But who you looked up to and maybe gave you advice? Uh, yeah. Okay. Validating that the souls are all together and reminding you that you are not alone. Even though you feel that way here in the physical world. Listen, Emily, even if you know people that lost their spouse, they don't know what you're going through. The only thing that you have in common, even with family members, that you lost the same person. That is the only thing that you have in common. The way that you heal, the way that you grieve is going to be different. Nobody's right, nobody's wrong. Nobody should be... Uh, he wants me to use this word, judging you. I think it's so easy in life to sit back and to judge people. Because at the end of the day, nobody truly knows what it's like. And even maybe not even the whole story. That's for sure. <laughs> and I think that is one of the most tremendous faults that us as human beings have is judging. 
when we have no right to. Because what purpose does that serve? It only hurts and destroys people. You know, people always ask me like, oh, you know, through the pandemic, like, how did you get through it? And, you know, and I would say, listen, I said, I, I, I only concentrated on things that, and I had to work at this on a daily basis. I only concentrated on things that I had control over. Everything else I let go. So he's saying to you, I want you to even realize that about people. I have, you have no control how other people react, what other people do. The only thing you are responsible for is yourself and how you might react to those situations. Does that make sense? For sure. I still don't know what happened or what is going on, but he literally stood right next to me and like whispered in my ear, like, can you believe that? That you have the nerve to even say that? Or insinuate something that you know nothing about? How dare you? Now, that came from him. Do you understand that, Emily? Yeah. You know what he's referring to, correct? Oh, yeah. And that's all I care about. So maybe this is the, I, I feel like it was almost like the moment that he validated that he knew what was happening or what was going on or being said, whatever it is, it was almost like I felt like you were like, <sighs> like, I don't feel so alone anymore. I feel like I could breathe again. Does that make sense? Definitely. He made me feel like you lost your husband. You haven't even been given the opportunity to heal is how he's making me feel. Yeah. Because of all the shenanigans. Is that correct? We do not have to entertain things that do not serve us a purpose. So if there are situations where you don't want to respond, don't know how to respond, your response should be, I'm sorry you feel that way. You're acknowledging that person's feelings, but that's not the way you feel or the truth. Definitely not the truth. He almost wanted me to use the response, you know, envy and jealousy, Teresa, does awful things to people. Does that make sense? Definitely. You know, sometimes in life, we have to look at where things are coming from. Even though sometimes it's hard and hurtful, we don't understand it. Sometimes that's not our job to. And I feel like all he's doing throughout your entire session so far is wanting to protect you and to let you know that you are not alone. And that he's sorry for the way that you've been made to feel. That's totally him. And if you believe in nothing else anymore, Emily, because of what happened, you have to believe in this moment that there is an afterlife and that his soul hasn't left you and that he is doing the very best that he can to protect you and to continue to love you from the other side. How do you connect with the month of August as far as a birthday or an anniversary? the eighth of a month we went on our honeymoon and we also got pregnant at the beginning of August and you lost the baby yeah because he held the blanket and when a soul doesn't hold me hand me back the blanket that means that the child did not get the opportunity to walk here in the physical world I said I need you to validate that before I say that to her and he had me write the number eight down before I said it. Yeah. 
to validate that he has the souls of the children that did not get the opportunity to walk here in the physical world, that he holds the souls and that they are together on the other side. He says, I wish I could have left you a part of me. He says, and that is the hardest thing for you. He says, that's why it was the most important thing for me to tell you right from the very beginning, Emily, that there were no regrets about the children. Do you ask him, was it a boy? Was it a girl? Because he keeps showing me a pink blanket and then he goes, he had me say pink blanket, but he had me write boy. Like, he's like, he's like doing one or the other. And I'm like, why are you doing that to me? So do you sit and maybe when you speak to him in your thoughts and prayers, do you say, do you have our child? Is it a boy or is it a girl? Yeah. So know that his soul is with you at these exact moments when this is happening. He keeps having me have this saying. So I don't know if it's something that you, that he always wrote to you, like, I will love you always and forever. Or there was something of a sentence or a phrase that he would say to you, but I feel like you have that like etched. I don't know if that's something that you had in his headstone or if you had it tattooed on you. Yeah, I have it in his, uh, in his writing. I love you with all my heart. I'm on my wrist from his wedding vows. Look, my job is just to make sure that I interpret all the information correctly. I want to make it perfectly clear, Emily, that as we sit here, my heart breaks for you, that you lost the love of your life and then to have everything else turned upside down, questioned whatever it is. And you are not even given the decency or the ability to heal, regardless of what people think or what, how cruel is that? He's giving you that opportunity to start to heal right now, Emily. In saying you do not owe anybody anything. You owe it to yourself to love, honor, and respect yourself more than anything, more than any hurt, disappointment, anger, whatever it is. You deserve to love yourself more than any of that and do not feel guilty about that. That is what I feel that your message today is. Two statements that he had me make in the very beginning when he came through no regrets, and you deserve the gift of healing. How do you connect with a sister? Did you have a sister or did he have a sister? Or do you have a good friend that's like a sister? I have an older sister. He had a younger sister. Okay. And do you talk to them? I talk to my sister every single day. Okay. So know that he wants to thank her for giving you the encouragement. You understand that? Yeah. Because he, he made me feel like it was almost like the sister was like everything that he was saying to you today is everything she tells you. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. He made me feel like you feel like you're hearing your sister all over again, but yet I never met you before. Right. You know, is it something that he's saying, you know what, when, you know, listen to your sister a little bit more. Take the advice, you know, give yourself the gift of 
healing and don't feel guilty about it. That's a big statement to make because I think that no matter what we do in life, right? What we struggle with, we always feel guilty, right? (laughs) No matter what it is. So I think that it's really tough what he's having you, encouraging you to do because it's not going to be easy. Where does your sister live? She lives in BC. Is that where, because he made me feel like that's not where you live. Is that correct? Yeah, no, she lives, it's like an hour and a half plane, right? Okay. So know that, listen, this doesn't mean you go move and live with your sister or by your sister, right? I don't know if she said that. Come, why don't you come spend time with me for a little while? Well, why don't you move here or, fair enough? Yeah. Do you have a dog? Yeah. Because he's like, I can't believe how quiet the dog is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I just looked at him. I go, where did that even come from? Like, out of the blue. Like, he's like, the dog's really quiet. And I'm like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So does the dog act odd for no reason? Like, bark at nothing or might gravitate to a spot where he used to sit? Or might lay where he used to lay or on the bed? Yeah. No, that's because he's acknowledging his soul, his presence. Because your husband laid me in a bed and I can feel the indentation at the end of the bed and there's nobody there. And I can feel someone lay next to me, but there's nobody there. And he kept saying to me, tell my wife that that's me. Tell her to say, Em, that's me. So I asked him to validate, and that's when he was like, oh, tell her about the dog. The dog's awfully quiet. (laughs) So know that when you sense and feel things when you sleep. Yeah. And you feel as if maybe he's next to you or. A few times for sure. Know that that's him. Know that you are not crazy. It's not your imagination. It's not the dog. Know that it is your husband's soul saying, Em, I'm right here. I'm right by you. I'm right by your side. Were you just playing your wedding song or playing a song that was his favorite? Uh, Yeah. Okay. I asked him to validate that I interpreted everything correctly, and that's what he showed me. So know that when you do these things, know that his soul, because I felt like he had me like go through my phone, I'm playing this song, and it's like I felt him. Like I felt something. Is that correct? Yeah. Know that that was his soul. Know that you are not crazy. It is not your imagination. It most certainly isn't wishful thinking. Know that that is his soul loving and guiding and protecting you from the other side and encouraging you to embrace life. He goes, don't even say happiness and joy at this time, Teresa. Just say with a smile. With a smile. And to know that I will continue to walk through life with her just in a different way. He also showed me you sitting looking at old cards from him, whether they were letters before you got married, birthday cards, anniversary cards, whatever they are. Is that correct? Yeah. Know that those cards, Emily, hold the truth to our love. And I don't want you to forget that. And know that when you were doing that, know that his soul was with you. He showed me, do you sleep in his clothing? Mm Mm-hmm. I sleep in his t-shirts. To validate that his soul does lay with you. 
and everything that you sense and feel is him. It is not your imagination. You're not crazy. And then he said to me, and I want her to know that her life is not over. Do you say like, what's the purpose of my life? I have nothing to live for. Yeah. More how I feel or I always right. say like one day closer to seeing him in heaven. says, Emily, you have a beautiful life ahead of you. When that time comes, which is no time soon, I will be here waiting for you. He says, but I want you to flourish as the beautiful mom. That is all she ever wanted. He just said to me, he goes, Teresa, that's all Emily wanted was to be a mom. Yeah. He says, and I don't want you to give up on your dreams just because I died. It might not seem like you can overcome it now in this moment, who knows? Maybe it'll be five months from now. Maybe it'll be five or 10 years from now. Who knows? He says, but I can't have you continually feel that your life is over. Because he wanted me to say to you again, tell her again, Teresa, that she can't be with me right now. That is a very hard thing for me to say to someone, especially when the person feels as if they lost everything and their life is over after the loss of a loved one. And no matter who that person is, whether if it's someone's spouse or a child or even a parent. And he says, I want Emily in this moment to give you your life back in some way. It's going to take some time. He says, but I want you to know that I will be right beside you in spirit, encouraging you. And then he, he has this funny side to him and he goes, because how do you think this whole thing even happened, Teresa? He goes, I made this happen. He goes, Emily thought she didn't even know it. Did you, I don't know, did someone else call for you or did you just think that no one would ever call you back or how did you even get on the podcast? My sister actually, I guess, reached out to you right when he died and I didn't know any of that. And someone initially reached out for you. Uh, yeah. And that was two years ago. Yeah. So you have been living, torturing yourself for two years. Yeah. What a beautiful gift, Emily, from your husband. And it, that was very hard for me to say that to you because there's nothing beautiful about losing a loved one. But the messages that he gave you today were insanely incredible. unbelievable because without even speaking a word about what happened how things happened correct he got his message straight to you straight to your heart to give you that peace and comfort that you've been searching for for the past two years I can't imagine what you're going through but the amount of pain, sorrow, and hurt that your husband made me feel through your reading was just absolutely heart-wrenching. And from the bottom of my heart, I am so sorry for the loss of your husband. But he did the most incredible job of giving you the gift of peace. Now you have the hard part to take these messages and give yourself the ability to start to heal. And now I know why your husband wanted to acknowledge your sister. Yeah. She might not always be right, but listen to her. 
He says, and take a chance, Emily. You have nothing to lose, but maybe everything to gain. I just watched him lean over and kiss you, and he said, I'll see you in your dreams. I will never leave your side. My beautiful, beautiful wife. And then I heard him say, I'm sorry what my death has left you with. He says, I'm so sorry that I died, but the sorriness has doubled with what it has left you with and what, what is going on. So he says, just Emily, remember to just give that all back to me. So you have room to heal and you have room for love. I want to thank you, Emily, for giving me the opportunity to share my gift with you, but most importantly, for trusting me with the soul of your husband, because he did an incredible job, and it truly was an honor to channel him today for you. I hope this experience helps you in some way to start to heal and find some peace, and I hope God continues to bless and watch over you. Thank you so much. It means more than you know. I'm Emily Cave and I'm from Edmonton, Alberta. I absolutely loved it. I left the call and reading with such a like sense of peace more. She did an amazing job. Yeah, it was it was a pretty amazing, <laughs> keep saying amazing, but uh, incredible experience. She addressed some situations and, you know, she said Cole was trying to be pretty private about them. And that's something that he would definitely wanted to keep private, but at the same time, make sure that I know is totally okay. And he's supporting me and kind of knows what's going on. And, you know, there's a few other stories that she knew too, um, that yeah, definitely no one would have known. That was a huge thing as I look at his handwriting on my arm every single day. So the fact that she knew that that was there, I have it on one arm um, from his vow book and the other, his writing from a letter he wrote me the morning of our wedding. So that was pretty, yeah, pretty special that she recognized and knew that for sure. I've definitely thought more about just like the month of August. There's a few things that happened. Um, And then she also said that it was something along the lines of when I listened to it again, but that he was holding a pink baby blanket. But then she said that she saw a boy, which is interesting because we were always going to name our daughter Charlie, which is a boy's name. So little kind of things like that. I've had some more time to like process and put together. But I think just a lot of his validation was really good to hear um, and like super encouraging as well. The support, I think, was like the biggest thing for me because you always wonder and kind of have questions. I'd say the validation was a big thing for me. I did talk to my immediate family. So my sister, mom and dad, and then Colby's billet mom. So Colby lived with him when he was 15 to 20 to play hockey. It's interesting because his billet mom was like, in the beginning, I was like, oh, I wonder why she didn't bring up hockey but then we thought more about it and we're like no it was more interpersonal stuff that needed to be like addressed and that would have been Kolb's number one thing is addressing some of the things that he did address like his job was hockey but it wasn't who he was and that would not be what he was worried about so that was like a huge reminder of his character for sure yeah so my husband was Colby Cave. Um, He was 
the 25-year-old NHL player that passed away in April of 2020. He passed away at the beginning of COVID and it was from a genetic, um, he was born with it, poloid cyst. It's a brain tumor. So he had no idea. Um, we went to bed one night and then the next morning um, it wasn't good and he was helicoptered away and then he was on a ventilator for four days and eventually passed away. Yeah, I feel his like presence a lot or just kind of like a peace feeling of when I'm making decisions or that, that he kind of knows what's going on or is there. So that's been really special. It was awesome. And I highly recommend it. If anyone can do it for sure. And I'm really grateful for everyone that helped make it happen. It was really cool for sure. Hey guys, if you're loving Hey Spirit and my new series on Lifetime, Teresa Caputo Raising Spirits, you might love my live show, Teresa Caputo Live. Check out my website at TeresaCaputo.com for tickets and to see if I'm in a city near you.